wildly confusing brains. Talks and stories and multilingualism. Touching. Exciting. Quirky. And chiming. Welcome to our world. Hi everyone, this is Violaine and Cassandra for Widely Confusing Brains podcast. Today we have a very, very special guest to present our very first guest. We're excited to have her on our show. This is Anna, Anna Patricia, Anna Patricia. We're not sure how to pronounce it, so she'll just uh, decide and we'll just go with the flow. Uh, Cassandra, can you tell us uh, about uh, Anna Patricia, please? Yeah, she's a good friend of mine. We met during CJEP, which is a long time ago. It's been 10 years ago. Uh, but we have different missions and different stories to talk about. So Ana Patricia is half French and half Latina. Um, so we wanted to know about a bit more about you. So it's interesting background. Can you tell us more about you and what you do as a business and what's your goal yeah. in life? Yes, for sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, awesome. Yes. So I am half French Canadian, French Dominican. My mom is from the Dominican Republic. I was born in the Dominican Republic. Uh, my father is French Canadian. He met my mom in DR. They made me. <laughs> I was one year old when we came to Quebec. Um, and I pretty much learned all three languages like at the same time because my mom always, always spoke to me in Spanish. I was learning English, watching Sesame Street and Barney and French at school and with my dad. So by the age of like three, I, I was counting in like to 10 in all three languages. And like my brain has been wildly confused ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but today I, I, I mainly speak English for business, for my professional networking. I feel like English is so much more easier than French. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's an international language. Everyone knows it. And the business terms in English is also easier. And so, yeah, so I'm a business coach. <laughs> this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I help ambitious women truly gain confidence and, and in their purpose you know, to show up and truly be themselves, own their gifts, um, create this personal brand online so they can get more clients in their own business. So I really, really love what I do. I've been doing it for the past two years and a half now. Um, and yeah, I help women mainly go to 5K months through social media uh, strategies, mindset. Um, and yeah, I mainly use English as a language, but I also had clients from Quebec too. So I, I mix some French in there. Um, and I also had one client from Latin America, from Panama. So I also was able to speak Spanish with her. Um, yeah, that's mainly what I've been doing and how my brain is confused sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's confused all the time. But I was uh, I was reading about you a little bit before, right, to just uh, get to know you a little better mm -hmm. before a podcast. And uh, I, I have seen that you, you were like more than a business coach, you're an intuitive business coach. So I was wondering about that word, intuition. What What is intuition? Why would it be different from a, a regular, normal business coach? 
I love that question. And I mean, we're all psychic in a way, if you want to admit it or not. Like if you yes. truly, if you truly quiet down that ego, that mind, and you truly listen to what's in your heart, to what you're desiring, and you follow the pull, follow those little nudges that tell you, hey, you should do this, you should start this, you know, and you you go with it, even if it's scary it's going to change your life. And I noticed when I coach my clients, I truly listen to that because I feel like I have this, this, this radar. Like I know when you're playing small, I know when you're not fully at your hundred percent full potential and capacity. Like I can tell when you're, you know, hesitating or holding back or, you know, letting other people's opinion of you define you or when you think you you need to be someone you're not. And I just have these nudges that come up and I'm like, Hey, have you thought about this? Or have you asked yourself that? So my coaching is pretty much, you know, a mix of that intuitive hits that come up. And then I share it with my clients and they're the ones deciding, Hmm, th does this make sense for me? Uh, is it aligned for me? Let me try, let me see. So I guide, yes, through, you know, coaching and consulting because I used to have a marketing agency as well. So I, I pretty much know everything on social media from A to Z. So I'm able to really help them find their own answers through coaching and asking powerful questions, guiding them through my intuition and, you know, also seeing what they're doing and telling them, hey, I think we should pivot this in this way or do this that way. Um, I've seen people have better results doing it that way. Uh, let's go ahead and just try it. So it, it's a it's a really good question. It's a mix of all of these things. Um, and yeah, it's been awesome. My clients love it. <laughs> so it's, it's a kind of a go with the flow vibe of uh, mm -hmm. go with your, more than the flow, go with your flow vibe. Yeah, uh, this is yours. It's not. It may not be working for me, but it's working for you. So that's what matters. And just go for it and and be two hundred percent yourself in in your yes. business. I would so, like to ask you a question. Kind of basically, you're saying about the intuition and how, you, how I'm interested in how you got there, how you got into really listening to yourself and really listening to all the, the kind of nudges that you had to get to the path you're taking on. <laughs> yes. That's a really, really good question. Um, I think it came from noticing when I wasn't listening to it. Because when you're not in alignment with your gut, with your intuition, you tend to do things that are not necessarily good for you. And your body is going to let you know. Like when you get sick or when you feel tired all the time or when you feel burned out and exhausted. That's because you're not <laughs> in your true alignment. You're not doing what your soul, your purpose, what you're meant to be doing on this earth. You're so far away from it. Your soul craves it. It craves that. It craves that, that, that fun, that, that pure love and bliss. And I know most people are scared. They're like, but can I really do it? Can I really go for it? What will happen? And then we start overthinking the worst case scenario instead of being like, what's the best thing that could happen to me if I did make that move today? If I did show up powerfully, if I did go live, if I did the thing that I'm scared of doing, right? And, and that's what I noticed. I wasn't listening to my intuition because I burned out a few times doing this. Like, 
I thought I needed to fit in the box, listen to what everyone was telling me to do, follow XYZ rule. But I just knew in my heart and my gut that wasn't for me. Like your body will let you know. So when you do pivot and shift and follow that, then you're going to see an immediate shift. You're going to be like so fired up, so ready to go, so ready to show up, do whatever you got to do. Like you follow what's best for you. So I don't know if that's the best answer, but that's how I found out. And yeah, it does. And yeah. is it, uh, you mentioned that it was only for, for women. Uh, do you have any, any men as clients? So I usually typically work mainly with women. Um, one of the main reason that is, is because the person who inspired me the most in my life is my mom. <laughs> right. And I've seen oh, firsthand, like when my parents got divorced, I was 15. Uh, my father left and I had to take on all these responsibility. I had to get two part-time jobs, go to school, see Egypt university, take care of my brother, take care, like help my mom with bills. And I've seen how strong she is, but I've also seen how, you know, being in the traditional nine to five, you know, it's not something that I was like attracted to because I've seen the struggle, right? Not because you get a paycheck every week, two weeks or a week that you are covered, that you have enough to cover everything. And it's always like that race and that chase and never having that, the, the schedule you want, working on weekends. It was just awful and I was just like in my mind I was like how many other single mothers or women out there are struggling as well and not truly living off their passion and doing what they love to do and getting well paid for it right but at the Millions. time I was so young I was so young <laughs> I didn't know how I was gonna make it or how I was gonna do that but I just made that promise to myself at a very young age that I would figure it out that I would do something I'm passionate about you know and I knew it wasn't, wasn't going to be a, an easy ride, an easy thing to do as well, but I just knew it in my heart, deep in my heart. So yeah, I mainly work with women too, because um, I feel like we're 10 times much more in tuned with our emotions, with how we're feeling, with our awareness, with, you know, like truly not letting anything let us from, from going where we want to go. <laughs> like when we know where we want to go, we're going to do whatever we got to do to get there, especially if you have kids and you have a family to take care of. Like you have 10 times much more determination and power. Like all the clients that I've held that are mothers, you know, you can see like they're so like, yes, let's do it. I'm in it. I'm all in. I'm committed. Like, let's go. Let's roll. And yeah, I just I just love it. I love working with women. <laughs> Yeah, you look passionate. You look like you're having like such a fun yeah. at the same time and like a really good uh, business um, at the same time. And you also have a podcast from what I've seen. Can you tell us about your podcast a little bit? Yeah, so the podcast is called The Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. Uh, I started it back in November 2020, so almost two years now. Uh, we're almost crossing the 7,000 downloads um and it's been an incredible oh. ride I've like I've grown so much from the podcast I've met so many incredible women I've grown so much I've been in, interviewed as well the podcast has been featured in amazing features and, and websites and magazines I get referrals all the time I got new clients from the show 
it's just been this catalyst, right? Because I always knew I wanted to work in the world of media or radio or TV, like, but I, I noticed when I did those internships back then, like how competitive that, that, that domain was, like, it was really like hard to get in if you don't know people and you got to start from the bottom and it's just like, ah, but then when I got into the world of coaching and I saw that podcasting was a thing, I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I found it. Good move. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned that you speak mostly English in your professional world. And you also mentioned, we know that you do speak French at home with your husband in Spanish. You said Spanish would be your mom. So we were kind yeah. of uh, wondering why not like mixing up in, mm -hmm. like French and Spanish with your business and maybe a little bit of English in your personal life. Like why, why is it so kind of separated If you know, you sound, you sound like my mom. You're like, she's always like, oh, you should do videos in Spanish. You should do videos in French. And I'm like, oh my God, why? Yeah, I know. I get it. Honestly, I get it. I I don't know why, but my brain compartmentalizing it, everything. Like, it's like, no, like business is English, family, friends, it's Spanish or, or French. I don't know why, but my brain is, is so used to speaking English. I like when I try to speak like business things in French, my mind is just like, wait, wait, what a minute. Like I'm just not familiar with it. I'm just not, you know, used to it. <laughs> so it's like, it takes my brain 10 times much more energy to think about what I'm going to say instead of just saying it. So, but yeah, it's, it's a really good point. And people keep telling me like, you should like, reach a wider audience and all of that too but I don't know so, my brain is just like no <laughs> so we were kind of wondering since you you're kind of separating all of your three languages uh yeah. we did the same job in in the first episode this would be the second episode it's like do you have a word just one word to describe yourself for English to describe yourself for Spanish and to describe yourself for French Like, uh, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what we said, but it was like, uh, curious is one language for me. Um, French was childhood because it, it's, you know, mm -hmm. it reminds me of when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and Spanish would be kind of the, uh, for me, the emotional part of it. So mm. can you think mm -hmm. of one word for each of your languages? For English, it's easy. That's the word <laughs> Easy. It's easy. Like, you just... Honestly, like when, when, because I've always gone to school in French, right? Uh, high school, seizure, it was all French. Then I said, you know what, for university, I'm going to go at Concordia and learn English. But did and you I, know a bit of English before that? I'm interested yeah, in that. Of course. Okay. okay of course. Because it was the languages in CGEP, like it, English was always easy to me. I don't know why or what. what's the... It's easy. The grammar is easier. Yeah, it's easy. Like I said, it's the word. It's easy. <laughs> and yeah, my, my brain did a, a 180 when I went to Concordia. Like I was writing these essays, reading these things all in English. And from then on, I just never, never left it. It was always English. But so yeah, English is easy. French, I would say is like familiar. Like it's, it's like... Yeah, I talk about, I, I talk French because we're in Quebec. Like, I'm not even sure if I would talk French, honestly, if I wasn't here in Quebec. Really? 
it's interesting because for me I kind of we have similar backgrounds but different in a way because obviously yeah. I'm born in Quebec side uh, yeah. but my parents are Mexican so I speak Spanish at home but I don't think I would just stop <laughs> speaking French at some point my life has been always French and Spanish French Spanish English now yeah. or English Spanish French depending on the situation but it's interesting that we just maybe you would consider not speaking French. It seems like well, it's in a part of my identity in the process. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe not. I mean, I always speak French with my husband, so I don't know why I'm saying this, but I don't know. My brain is just like, ah, French is French, you know? Like, I, I talk I talk French, but, like, writing it? Forget it. <laughs> like, the grammar and all of that? No, not for me. French is so hard. Oh, Yeah, yes. it is. It is. And then Spanish, I would say it's just fun. I don't know why. Like Spanish is like fun, a fun language for me. And, you know, I did a student exchange in Madrid and I lived there for six months and I I learned el castellano, you know, the castellano yeah. Spanish. Yeah. And my <laughs> brain was mind blown. I was like, okay. It's another story <laughs> completely. Yeah, because I use, you know, like, you know, what's funny, like when I was in CGEP and our professor was like, one time I, I said the word chin, like, you know, like, because she's like, that's callejero. Eso no se dice, es un poco. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I've been speaking like Spanish callejero all my life. <laughs> but we learn from it. It's interesting because my family is from Mexico, but. Yeah. Um, we learn from that our background is learned from our parents the Spanish I used before yeah. school it was callejero the street yeah. so and after that you learn the proper way of speaking but it's interesting how it has an impact on the way we speak on a daily life yes for me it was reverse <laughs> I learned I learned Spanish like back, back here a little bit in Spain and I've learned like uh, academic Spanish first. So I knew how to write beautiful articles in Spanish and, and read literature and history and all of that. And then I moved to Mexico and, you know, partying and, and meeting people and traveling and doesn't matter. And I was already speaking Spanish, but the, the proper way, Castellano Spanish. And uh, and that's when I've learned uh, all of those uh, nice words and, and with beautiful expressions in Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then it was hard to do the shift again back to academia in Spanish and my tutor was always telling me how it was um, kind of uh, no like this is not actually something you can write for your thesis <laughs> that's that's really not something you're allowed to write in your thesis like, oh really I didn't know that <laughs> so it was uh, yeah it was it was fun well, maybe Cassandra I want to ask a little bit about the uh, bilingual multilingual world uh, since it's also part of uh, how we use our languages so I wanted to know also, since I know in your context, Ana Patricia, Ana, sorry, <laughs> so used to Ana Patricia, since you are in a bilingual world with husband and your daily life, because we live in Quebec and you're kind of, we speak English and French here, and even more with family, do you code switch or kind of, does it happen often, which is code switching, by the way, it's switching the language from another language in a sentence, or even in a situation where you are surrounded by people that speak different languages but I wanted to know do you do it or is it doesn't it's no at all depending on the situation yeah I do it depending on the situation for sure the funny thing is like my husband's family is from Nicaragua so they all speak Spanish 
but his parents like I always talk, like speak Spanish with them because they're more comfortable you know it's their language you know like they immigrated here from the war and all of that and they had to like learn French and I know they're not a hundred percent you know like comfortable so I'm I, I always so when we're in the family gatherings like I talk to them in Spanish and then I come <laughs> like with my husband and, and their and his sister and, and his brothers and then we talk French Spanish and then um his sister's side they speak mainly English at home because his is her husband is Italian so then it's like we, we mix all the time yeah for sure and your friends are also multilingual or not does it happen that your friends are also in a context that they speak multiple languages or is just one language because I know you're back yeah. kind of you use mostly English now yeah no like most of her friends are multilingual like we have uh Mexican friends we have other Dominican friends um one of my best friends is Portuguese like I don't like I understand Portuguese but I don't speak it but yeah like Pretty much all of my circle is all multilingual. We, we, I don't know one person who only speaks one language, you know? <laughs> yes, it's the same thing for me. I barely have... Actually, I don't think I have a friend that only speaks one language now. Nah. I'm thinking about my life. It's interesting. <laughs> Definitely not my situation. <laughs> friends? Catch up. <laughs> um, anyway, I love French people. I love my culture. There's a few things we need to improve, but definitely a beautiful culture, though. Mm -hmm. um, but I was so I was wondering because we were talking about it with uh, Cassandra, since you speak English for your business and then French with your, let's say, with your husband, and then Spanish mostly with your your mom uh, and mom's side. We're wondering how do you express your emotions? Because I know, for, for example, for me, uh, for some reason, uh, it. For, It comes in French, but it also comes in Spanish, even though I've learned Spanish as a, a teenager and then a little bit later in life. It, for some reason, lots of things like that are really, really emotional for me. They come in Spanish. Uh, and I was wondering um, in which languages for you it would come whenever you're sad, you're mad or even super happy. Like, how do you express those emotions? Mm, I think English. <laughs> I think mainly you've never analyzed it <laughs> yeah and I've never really like stopped and think hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like even in my dreams now it's, it's all English I don't know why but my brain is like I need to like start talking more I don't know I don't know if it's because like I, I spend so much time like online and posting and writing because when you're like building an online brand content creation is like 90% of the work and since I do everything in English my brain is just like I don't know it's just yeah I found it really interesting because my brand is in all three languages because I teach Spanish to couples yeah. to French couples or English couples yeah um, so I'm always in the surrounding of having three languages on my content so it's interesting that you only use English for your expressions because for me When I think about my emotions, I think in Spanish. It's not even a question. Oh, yeah. It's it just comes natural to me. And French, not as often because I don't feel as natural. And English, less and less because it's not my main language. It's not the one that I feel so confident about it. So I don't really think about those words. So it's interesting that your emotions, you feel them in English. I love what you just said about confidence. I think like since I've been doing it for so long now that like my confidence in English is like here, you know? <laughs> so 
So maybe that's why my brain is like, ah, it's, I'm more confident. It's more like easy and familiar to do in English. So maybe that's why it goes there. <laughs> Aren't you a little scared by using so much? Uh, I don't know if scared is the word, maybe uh, worried, <laughs> wondering if uh, you may lose a little bit of your French and your Spanish uh, from mostly using uh, English. No, I'm not worried. <laughs> No, I, I know, like, I thought the same thing, you know, like, I was like, you know, like, th this happened, like, when I was in this student exchange, six months in Madrid, I'm like, will I forget how to drive when I'm back home? <laughs> no, you don't forget these things. <laughs> yeah, it always comes back, no matter what, for sure. But it's kind yeah. of like, especially, for example, since you're talking uh, Spanish with your family, it's kind of like scary to think of am I going to lose part of um, how to express myself with, with my mom or with people from my family? Uh, you, you never get that feeling sometimes that... No, I'm um, not afraid of that. I know it won't. Like, I always speak Spanish, like, with my mom. My, my grandmother, she only speaks Spanish. Like, I always speak Spanish with her. So I'm still always practicing, like, on a daily, weekly basis. So I know I'm not going to yeah. lose it. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> And talking about all of these things, do you have any stories, funny story that happened to you while you were speaking different languages or you feel strange or that something happened with your languages and that you didn't, you were not understood by people or something like that, that happened to you? If anything, it's like everyone's surprised. They're like, what? <laughs> like, you come from Canada, but you speak Spanish. And like, they're, they're always like confused. They're like, well, you don't look Latina, but you're not white enough, but you don't like, like it's like confusing, you know? Big question. <laughs> what, what, what's, what, how should a Latina look like, right? Exactly, exactly. They're, all, they're always like, but you're not like, they, they're so confused. They're like, they're, they're just like, what? <laughs> but you look Italian? No, you look Arab. And like, people are always confused. And then, and then they're like, Okay, so now I have to be careful what I'm saying because she understands everything I'm saying, you know, so. It's interesting you say that because I ha it happens to me so often that people say, are you Italian, Lebanese, yeah. Greek? Yeah. It, it, and it sounds weird because my first name is Greek, actually. My yeah. last name sounds Arabic. And they look at me, they're so confused by it because they sound like, hold on, you speak French, Spanish, and English with all different accents. They're so confused. So I get it. I get where yeah. you come from. It's so interesting that that's the funny story you have because it's also similar to mine too yeah it's kind of like uh speaking a language you should look like that language kind of and it's well when did we decide that uh, uh someone that speaks spanish should be a little like a moreno and uh have a i don't know like curly hair a little bit yeah. and uh, have that beautiful sombrero we have uh for mexicans <laughs> they of course all wear all the time right i hate that so, stereotype <laughs> so much so when did we decide that we like we should just look like the language because especially if we take English, if we take Spanish, there's so many places in the world where they speak those languages, even French, like there's like, um, well, old colonies uh, from African um, people, they speak French, a different type of French, but they speak French and they don't look like the language. And apparently they shouldn't be speaking French, but they should be speaking whatever other African language they may speak. So I feel like it's interesting to see how, people expect us 
a specific way just by watching how we look like how white or not white we are and how if we're a woman or a man too if we have an accent or not I mean I know so many people that actually have an accent in their native language even though it's it's uh their native language so it's super interesting I'm one yeah. of those. I speak Spanish <laughs> with an accent and I'm aware of it because kind of I've been born in the two cultures. So my French had an impact on my Spanish. And we, but I speak Spanish and I study Spanish and I know how to express myself in Spanish. So it's interesting that we have so much stereotypes on the different things about the language and about our looks and who we are as a person because of who we represent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anna, was, I was kind of wondering uh, how, like you say that for you, like right now, English is like your top level of confidence, which is great. And I hope one day I can reach that level. Um, but do you feel as confident in French and in Spanish? Uh, you said that for business, for sure, English would be your first one. But then in other aspects of your life, uh, do, do you feel as confident in those languages? Hmm. I think I do. I think the thing is, like, <laughs> the French Quebecois doesn't sound as refined. <laughs> I feel the same way. I was listening to our episode, Vienna and I. Oh, my God. I was listening to myself. This is insane how much refined she looks like. She sounds like her. This is so strange. <laughs> So, so I think that's why I think I just figured it out because I feel like when I speak French, it's the French Quebecois, you know, like it's not pretty. It's like, Callejero, basically. <laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, well, a French Quebecois for sure is, is different. But come on, guys, you, you need to help French people understand that it's still French because I'm, I'm struggling to get them to understand that, though. <laughs> because it's so different. But I know it's not as chic, you know? But no, it's, it's not chic. But it's, what, what, the, what, what chic. does... How do we define chic for a language? Like, how? It sounds you, more like, profound. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick story. <laughs> when I first met my husband... And he tells this story to everyone. He's like, when I met Anna, because we were at Copacabana in the club, I had my beautiful skirt and like all the things. And I was speaking in Spanish and we, he was falling in love with me. And then I speak French and he's like, oh my. <laughs> he tells this story to everyone. He's like, He's like, when Anna speaks French, it's the Quebecois French. So what Is she really the one? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you know what? It kind of happened to me when I was living in uh, in Ottawa. So for the French Quebecois, yeah. um, Ontarian, depending on the, on the people, kind of happened to me when I met a few guys, how sometimes we speak English great we speak english they love my accent okay awesome and then i'm like well i would like to switch to french because like i said english is not my language for emotions so i do have to speak to french or spanish so switching to french and then the person might switch to french too and then it kind of everything like the whole image i had of this person the whole beautiful man i would i had in front of me kind of fell a few steps <laughs> <laughs> because I was like it, it's so not sexy guys like it's not waking <laughs> it's like let's go back to English it's fine I'll just I'll just 
improve in on my English. It's okay. But it was it was kind of yeah, for some reason it doesn't have that sound that we have like Spanish for me is top oh. level for that. Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, all top level for that. And we may have French, but it's 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 odd because it's still French though. It's still uh it's still French. It's still it's not I mean, as beautiful though. I don't know, it might be just my perception on things, but it just doesn't sound as proper. I don't know about I don't it. know. I, I think I just figured it out. Like maybe I feel judged when I speak <laughs> French. So I'm speak. <laughs> well, but if you go to France one day when you'll come see me, if you go to France, you'll get uh for sure if you speak French and you'll have to speak French no matter what. <laughs> it's, it's it's true. You'll see that yes, people judge you here for sure yeah. for your accent. It's true I though. Like I don't want to. I don't want to lie about it. It's not everyone, and people that have been traveling, and especially people that have been in uh, in Quebec and have lived there, we don't really judge as much for the accent because we've been there. And I've caught part of it sometimes too, and I know that. Um, but we are judged. But when you're in your context of of Quebecois, you're in your context. You're. I don't. I don't feel like no. Like no one is going to judge you for mm-hmm. just talking French. I guess. <laughs> I think. Not sure now. How do you think about it? <laughs> Talking about all these things, do you think you're a different person depending on the language you speak? Mm, I don't think so. Well, well, now that we talk about it, and I'm like analyzing everything, maybe, <laughs> maybe my English is like more my my professional side, business side. So then my French is more like relaxed and like, oh, I mean, my husband, I can talk though, whatever, how I want to talk, <laughs> no one's going to judge. And then in Spanish, it's more like, it's crazy because I'm noticing now that when I, every time I speak Spanish, it's always because the person I talk to are not used to talking in another language or like their native language is Spanish, right? So I want to be able to connect with them on a deeper level and for them to like, see that I'm putting that effort in to talk their language so I don't know it's 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 a really really interesting analysis we're doing here today (laughs) yeah you'll get really like you were confused coming in you'll get even more confused coming out of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's um I mean, I mean, it's it's interesting how how because we we're talking about it with Cassandra, and we do think we are different people according to the language we're talking and and the people we have in front of us for sure. So mm-hmm. we we think that we do have different identities. It doesn't mean that we we still have our values. We still have you know the the rock in us, but the rest may be kind of flowing and switching depending on the language we're talking. So. As for you, I do believe from what I'm analyzing as a non-professional psychologist, <laughs> um, for sure that, and yeah, English is your confident language, but mostly for business. But then um, it still looks like you said it really well, French, even though it doesn't sound as sexy as, as the French I'm speaking, it's still French, but you feel like it's still a language you're really comfortable in and a language that you, you've known, for example, your husband for a long time with French. And it's the language you're you're yourself in a sense, you know, like you, you don't feel judged for some reason with your husband, which is a good thing. You shouldn't be judged by your husband, your wife, for sure, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but I, I do believe that your identities are a little, I'm not saying completely changing, but part of it is kind of 
switching from one to another depending mm -hmm. on the person you have in front of you because the mm -hmm. language depends mm -hmm. on the person you have in yeah. front of you yeah that's so, true that's, that's true. just my analysis yeah. <laughs> and do you think you're it's kind of funny we're talking about this but because i feel like do you think your identity switch when you code switch too because i, I think it does have an impact but i'm interested in your perspective when i do what code switch what's that the switch between French and Spanish or French and English or French, Spanish and English within a sentence or within a situation. No, I don't think so. You think? Does it happen for you? <laughs> yeah, it does. It does have an impact oh, really? on the way I express myself. I feel like if I, I switch into Spanish, I get to more natural, more handsy, more touchy, more another way of speaking, even I'm doing it now, which is interesting. And when I do French, it's less less intense and I just get less emotional. And in English, way less. I just feel like it's not me as itself. It's not the way I express myself. It's different. So I just find it interesting because with Violaine, we do mix Spanish, French, and English in our conversation outside of the podcast. Mm. Since it's easier for us, it just comes naturally. So we wanted to know, kind of, does, do you think it has an influence on your, on your identity when you do it? Mm. Again, I've never really analyzed that maybe <laughs> you could spend like the whole day and week yeah. thinking about it like which language am I talking now like like what does it mean exactly <laughs> yeah like who am I <laughs> <laughs> well um I think I'll go back to your professional world which is more in English and uh you do mention like so you speak mostly English but do you think speaking French and Spanish and other languages um is is a good has a good influence in your professional world does it help you to speak french and spanish also in your professional world or it doesn't really help you so <laughs> you know what you just made me realize <laughs> is that i think the re part of the reason why i chose english first because it's easy but second because i knew I wanted to get paid in USD, in American dollars. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that's so, a good reason. So I was like, you know what? Let's go for English. <laughs> Let's target, you know, English-speaking, US-based people. Um, honestly, you got to do what you got to do, to be honest. And if I could get paid in euros... I wouldn't say no to that. <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, I'm, making I'm... Me think. I'm like, okay, maybe I should do these videos. <laughs> But you know what? As of right now, I'm not talking about financial situation. A euro is not as great as it used to be because it's actually it's the same as uh, American dollars right now. Oh, oh for yeah, the first true. time. Yeah, I know. It's uh, that's not, I'm gonna cry if we start, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I don't know if it's a good move right now. Uh, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, a fun so, conversation. <laughs> so, so, so French and Spanish, uh, do they kind of influence your professional world? Uh, if you think about it now, it doesn't really, it's not really important for you and for your professional world, of course. Uh, at the moment, I don't think so. Like there's so many, like there's millions of English speaking people, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like the, the world is my oyster, you know, like I can, you know, do anything like it's, I feel just li like my potential is limitless. And when I know I can speak English, it opens so many doors for me that I'm not worried, you know? And yeah, like if people 
like reach out to me and they're like, and I need your help. And they speak French or Spanish. I'll gladly help them, you know, but I won't be reaching out to them. You know, like if they come to me and they're like, I want to do this, let's do it. Let's work together for sure. Let's do it. Okay, cool. It's just the last question. I think it would be if you had one piece of advice you would give to our listeners, what would be? Mm. Yeah, Intuition. I've had I've had clients who are multilingual. I've had clients who they're juggling English and Spanish, English and Portuguese, English and Chinese. And the thing that always comes up is, you know, I'm scared of putting myself out there i'm scared of starting my podcast i'm scared of doing this because i have an accent people won't understand me and i always tell them your accent is what makes you unique it's what makes you stand out it's what it's part of who you are it's your identity it's it's your personality it's your charm embrace that you know embrace that embrace the fact that you can speak many languages And don't be afraid to show up and speak the way you speak. <laughs> you know? yeah. People will love it. People will be inspired by it. They're going to be like, wow, like English is not her first language, but she's going for it. She's showing up like you're going to inspire so many people. So don't let that hold you back from starting the business or starting the podcast or starting the YouTube channel, whatever it is you want to do do it go for it and if you have to do it in both languages do it like do like Cassandra and Violin like you can do this you know like that's the message I want to share <laughs> it's kind of funny wow. you say that because I feel like you were speaking to me directly this is why yeah I, I felt the so same much. I was like okay let, let's do a let's, let's do a little break the tuition is coming up <laughs> I, I need to yeah. talk <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh so are we finishing the podcast and we'd like to know um which project you're working on, uh, mm. maybe a new project or just the continuous projects you may be doing and how we can follow your new or recent adventures. Yes. So definitely come check me out on Instagram at anapatricia.coach. Come follow me, send me a message. Let's chat. Let's get to know each other. Uh, you can also join my free Facebook group. It's called the Powerful Female Coaches and Leaders Community. Uh, I give so much value in that group. I show up, you can network, you can ask questions um, and you can check out the podcast as well. Like the podcast, I drop every two new episodes every single week. I bring on amazing guests on there. You can learn so much about business, mindset, embodiment, healing, you know, like there's so many different topics we go over on the, the podcast. Um, and yeah, it's been a blast and yeah. Don't be afraid to reach out. Say hi. <laughs> I won't bite. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Anna. Yeah, we want to say thank you for allowing us to get confused together about our languages. It's interesting <laughs> because we all have different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, we are similar in so many ways. So I want to say thank you and also sharing your path and your story and how you got there. Because we, I think it's ins inspiring to see a Latina and a Latina get things done and feel like you have an impact on the world. So I'm really grateful to have you in my life and really grateful to see your path and see the evolution you've done. So we want to say thank you for allowing us to get confused and just be together. 
Yeah, thank you so much for saying that. It means the world. And yeah, thank you for having me on the show. It was really great. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Thank you, Cassandra. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye.